Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Silent Giants is brought to you by Ali. Alley, powered by Verizon locations, are developed by Verizon, the world's leading technology company, in collaboration with Alley, a membership-only community workspace for creators. Each location is a community curated powered by the emerging technologies and thought leadership of Verizon. With Alley, Verizon is bridging the gap between startup and corporation by helping the community workspace build next-level ecosystems for entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, check it out. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Uh, yeah. Everybody tuning in, you invited, you invited. No matter what mood you in, get excited, get excited. Everybody love the music, let me tell you how they do it. Whether writer or an agent, let me tell you how they made it. You are now talking to a silent giant. Wanna walk in their shoes, silent giants. Wanna study they move, silent giants. Wanna know what they do, silent giants. Silent giants, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to the Silent Giants Podcast, a podcast highlighting the superstars behind your favorite superstars in creative industries. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. To keep up with the latest on the show, be sure to follow us on Instagram at, at Silent Giants Podcast. To keep up with my life, music, and more, be sure to follow me as well at, at Corey Cambridge. Today on the show, we have a very special bonus episode with the art director of Atlantic Records and a very good friend of the podcast, Nick Fulcher. We caught up with Nick in his office at Atlantic Records to discuss the makings of Cardi B's album cover for Invasion of Privacy. Nick goes into detail about when he knew the album was coming out, describes the early draft concepts, and the reception the cover has received, and a whole lot more. So, without further ado, enjoy this very special bonus episode with the art director, my friend, the silent giant, Nick Fulcher. Uh, one, two, one, two, one, two. Give me a little, little mic check. One, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two. This is perfect, man. Yo, what's going on? Nick Fulcher, we back. Yo, how are you? Dog, I'm fantastic, man. It's good having you back on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank this you. is like, uh, uh, do you watch Vlad TV? Um, No. I've heard of Vlad, Vlad TV. but Okay, I'm, I'm a big Vlad TV fan. Oh, shit. And on Vlad, they have like reoccurring guests. Okay. And Lord Jamar is one of the reoccurring guests. Nick Cannon's a reoccurring guest. And he has random interviews, but they're people that are like constant themes. Gotcha. This is like a constant theme. I've never had a person <laughs> back on the show. Oh, I'm the first. You're the first person. Oh, thank you, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. A lot has changed. A lot has changed. Yes. Well, so we first met, you had just started here at Atlantic. At Atlantic, I did. Which was when? When did you start here? Uh, About a the December before last. So not last December, but... December before that. December before last. So you were here for like, like six months at, at that point? Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 And we had a lot of mutual friends we discovered. We're like, oh my God, dude, we should have been friends like about eight years ago. 100%. 100%. But the universes didn't bring us together. Mm-mm. And now, what have you been working on, man? A lot, of, a lot has changed. Talk to me. Um, Talk to the people. Man, what can I speak on? I mean- Well, Car- one is Cardi. Cardi B, of course. How did that come about? Well, when I first started at Atlantic, she was always 
um, she's one of my artists. Like, we have a roster of, of artists we work with. Okay. And she was one of them. So I kind of had full reign on creativity in the beginning. And then once she started blowing up, it's kind of like, I didn't lose creative control, but a lot, a lot more people, higher ups, like wanted to get involved and like, yo, we should do this. We should do that. So, yeah, yeah. So, how does that work? Is it more like when an artist is starting to pick up momentum, mm-hmm. a lot of like the the marketing team and then maybe like the the upper heads of the label are have more of an input of like this is what we're going for. This is the mm-hmm. look. I would say uh, the product manager. So the product manager is kind of like the manager for the artist, but at the label, it's like a second manager essentially. Okay. So they get more involved and more when more money is involved and. They, because they speak to the artist directly. We don't always speak to the artist as art directors. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she was kind of like my liaison between Cardi and myself. Uh, what was the first uh, Cardi piece that you were part of? Um, I wasn't a part of Bodak Yellow. Her her team did that at KSR. Okay. I believe. And then Bartier Cardi was the first time. Bing. Was Hello. the first time that I uh, I kind of got to handle everything. By the way, we're we're in Nick's office right now. <laughs> Which is pretty fucking fly, I must admit. Thank you, man. It's pretty dope. And so, uh, when did you know uh, that the album was going to come out? Because it was kind of a surprise uh, for a lot of folks. Um, I guess a week or two before All Star. Okay, so you knew yeah. a while ago. Yeah, there, there like, was a lot of talk on the internet about the album coming, what appeared to be really quickly. Yeah. And a lot of it because of the like, pregnancy mm-hmm. she was having. So people were like, oh, like, I remember Joe Budden was talking about, yo, the album feels like it's like coming super quick. Like, yo, because of like, da-da-da-da. But it was something that was in the works for a while. Yeah. Um, I've heard, I've, I heard some of the records like last year, like November, okay. that are on the project now. So, okay. um, I think towards the end, maybe it was, it was a little rushed, but most of the tracks have been done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so when you got, uh, uh, got to listen to the tracks, mm-hmm. and you knew the album was coming. How much time did you have to finish that album cover? Oh boy, uh, <laughs> it was about a week. So they had the shoot out in LA um, with Jora Francis. So she kind of took the reins on the photography aspect, and because it was such an expensive shoot, um, my boss went. I wasn't on set because I'm I'm kind of wet behind behind the ears still. Okay. So he went and um. So so who's your boss? Uh, Greg Burke is my okay. boss. Yeah. Okay. And and so uh. Greg went out to LA and like, does, does Atlantic hire the photographer? Does she hire the photographer? And um, like, what goes into that process? It depends. Um, it can be the artist can choose a photographer. Um, the product manager can. Um, I can. I did for Bartier, for Bartier Cardi. Okay. A friend of mine I went to school with, Faisal, phenomenal editorial and fashion photographer. So I chose him. But for this one, I think um, Cardi and the product manager, Marsha, they chose the photographer. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Because it was like big budget, like this is the album, we have to do something great. So gotcha. They got Jorah. And so um, when did you get the images back from, from LA? Um, I got the images back. I can't remember exactly when, but I had about a week and a half to kind of get ideas together. Like it wasn't just the cover and we're done. There was a uh, probably 10, 11 renditions. 10 or 11 renditions? Yeah, before they, they were like, all right, this is what we're going to go with. Yeah. Uh, are you allowed to say like what those renditions look like? Um, that, like- yeah, I can, be, I can, I can describe them. Um, one was kind of like a peephole because it's like privacy, invasion of privacy. So it's kind of like Cardi in the center. It's kind of like looking through the peephole in your door when someone comes to knock. Okay. That was a concept. Um, what else did I have? Um, I kind of had letters over it, kind of like over her face and body. So okay. it's kind of like you can barely see her. 
but you're still kind of like you're invading her space. Okay. Type situation. And then um, another one I had was like there were doors. There's a door and it's like kind of half open, half closed. You can cut, and you can see her in her like grandiose chair with the checkered, the checkered outfit on. Okay. So you can kind of you can tell that it's Cardi, but it's like it's like a what would I call it? An abstraction kind of. So you can okay. only see her a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How did you find out about the final selection process out of those ten or eleven uh, um, it's, test we, runs? I went back and forth with Marsha, and then Marsha would speak to speak to Cardi and be like, "Do you like this? Do you like this? What needs to change?" Who, who's Marsha again? Marsha's the she's the product manager for Cardi. I don't. She has like a huge crazy title. I think she's like VP of Urban at, um, at Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Okay, got you. Okay, but, she made the final selection on on the cover. Uh, Cardi did, but she was she was the one like speaking to Cardi and showing her everything. Got you, got yeah, you. So yeah, when yeah. when did you hear back about the final uh, the final one? I got a random email, I guess a day or two after. Okay. After I sent them in, got an email. She's this is the one. That was the email. This is the cover, and I was I was like, yes, this is great. So and the time the timeline for for when you got the approval for the cover was how long did the album came out? Uh, probably. Wow, I think it was the not the Friday before. Maybe it was. I would say a week and a half before. Yeah, so it was a week and a half before we had to turn it into uh, quick. to iTunes. Yeah, that was really quick. Yeah, and and so uh, how do you feel about the reception? I always tell everyone I I I <laughs> so I came in at the last at the last minute and I did the the TV texture, the record sign, and uh, and the type that's on the cover. Yeah. And I, I feel like Jora should get majority credit for that because she, like, the image is a striking, iconic image. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. It, it just feels weird kind of taking even a little credit for it because I didn't do too much. But everyone's like, no, you're, you're like, uh, what is it called? A screw in like a, a giant mechanical piece. Like, you're necessary for everything to work. So be well, proud of it. Well, look, like, I'm it, proud of it. It's like, um, uh, I did a. Like we were speaking on earlier. I did the interview with Dick Zimmerman, who did the Thriller album cover. Yeah, yes, right. And he he took the photo, mm-hmm. but there was also a guy who did the typography. Yes, and that typography is just as famous. Okay, as the photo. Right, like you, it's synonymous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Anything that's part of a historic project is incredible. Okay, because what this album was, uh, what the number one most popular female rap album debut mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. It was the first album to go gold on in the a day, day of its release. In a day. Yeah. Because um, the, then Bodak Yellow went gold again mm-hmm. because of that. Yep. So it was like historic for a lot of things. Absolutely. A lot of things. Yeah. She was breaking records like like it was nothing. And so what about, um, um, was it Kimmel? Was it, no, 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 not Kimmel. Um, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon, yeah. Jimmy Fallon had it had, had on the show. How'd you find out about that? Um... I kind of knew what happened because it happened for Bardier, like the the previous single. Yeah, like she went on Fallon, and I knew the schedule, and like I knew Cardi was gonna go and and do her things. So I'm like, yo, this I I think Fallon's gonna be you know touching the artwork again because he holds it up on the yeah show. yeah. Like, oh, this is this is insane. You know what I mean? So this will be the third time. So John Bellion's was on Fallon, Cardi's was on Fallon, and then Cardi's is on Fallon again. So that's my three wins via Fallon. Yeah, it's also, <laughs> I think it's just huge too, because once again, I'm a big fan of history. Mm-hmm. But one thing about history is that it's not recognized till after the fact that it's done. Yes. 
It was like, whoa, that was, that was pretty big. Mm-hmm. And we're living in the moment. It's just kind of like hot or it's dope or it's cool. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> but it, I think it, this project in particular is something that people are always going to remember. And the image is so iconic and the typography is iconic and yes. everything that was a part of it was iconic. And it's like, how has that kind of changed in the temporary, mm-hmm. changed your professional life? Um, A lot of people have reached out to me that I haven't heard from in, in ages, which is cool. You know what I mean? Cousins. Yo. <laughs> everybody. Everyone in the and their parents. Um it's just it's just interesting because like I've done amazing work, but because Cardi's so up there, she's like the star of the generation right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right now. Um, so it's it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling that I'm in this position to be able to be a part of this. Especially at, you've only been in Atlantic for a year and some like, change. Yeah. So like yeah. To be able to be a part of things that are I'm 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 new to, to the major label, but I'm not new to album artwork and design. I've been doing that for ten years. So And so is, is there anything else on the horizon that you are, you know, ex- excited about? That's tell me about your life, man. If you can for oh, a little my bit life. <laughs> I know things that you can say. Um You what? still out you still out in Queens? No. I moved to No <laughs> Where you were in that place in Queens that no one knew about. Yo, what was it called again? Deep Woodland? Laurelton. Laurelton. Yeah, super deep. Yo, nah. dude, people hit me up like, yo, where is Laurelton? <laughs> I was getting text messages like, where does he live? Laurelton? Yeah, it's a little bit past JFK Airport. So I'd have to do that commute every day. It's like an hour and a half each way. So what, 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 where are you living now? Um, I'm up in Harlem. I guess South Harlem, like right above Central oh, Park. Oh, so you, you moving on up, huh? I mean, <laughs> a little bit. Okay, okay. Just trying to stay humble, you know. How, how has uh, uh, that move influenced your art at all has that helped man being quite closer into the city it's been special because it's like i have more time i'm not traveling um i can exercise i eat better like just that travel like that time that i spend traveling is time that i could be working eating working on myself just doing more okay so and i could do that on the train but who wants to sit on a train you know that's, what I mean? that's a whole different vibe yeah no 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 not at all but it's just nice being in the city like everyone's like Move to Brooklyn, move to Astoria, maybe Jersey. I'm like, no, nah, I want to be in the city. Because I was in the Heights before. Yeah, yeah. That's nothing like it. It's very beautiful up there. I mean, that's the one thing about living in Harlem. that There's two things about Harlem that I like. Mm. Though you dress like a Brooklyn cat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you ever feel like in Harlem you stand out? Um, Because I feel like hats, yo, cats in Harlem are story. so prim and proper. What's the story? So I was, uh, I was at Rite Aid picking up groceries, just a couple little things. And so there was an Asian woman, and she... Uh, she came up to me. She's like, "Yo, do you know of um, the Dapper Dan and Gucci collaboration?" I'm like, "I'm like, yeah. I think it's like there's like a billboard up the street. I don't know where it is, but." And she's like, "No, no, no, no. Um, I work for the campaign, so I want I want to try to cast you for this editorial we're doing." So oh, she wanted not. me to model. Yeah. So we went in the diaper section because I was the most well lit, and then she took pictures of me. Yeah, and she's like, uh, "Got my number," and she's like, "I'll let you know." Um, by the end of the week, what's going on? So I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, if this happens, like, how Huge. insane would that be? Yeah. That'd be amazing. Like, dapper, that's legendary. Harlem Cats. It's funny. I didn't understand this until I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. The difference between Brooklyn Cats and Harlem Cats. Mm. Like, Biggie versus Diddy. True. Like, Jay versus Dane. Okay. Like, it's a lot of... Uh, Harlem, like, Harlem Cats are more swaggy. 
way more swaggy. It's kind of like your your alphas versus your kappas. True. And the kappas are in Harlem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They shirts be mad pressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Just saying? Ready to go Khakis at all times. be creased. Yeah. Looking right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good, man. Well, I'm just happy for you, man. Once again, you're, you are the uh, the Lord Jamal <laughs> of the podcast. We're going to have you back more and more and more. You're going to do more iconic work. Yes. So many great things coming up. But in time, was, I'll speak on it. In due time. It'll be the third interview. Yes. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm definitely excited. Appreciate you, Nick. Thank you, man. Yo, thank you so much. My man, we out. Thank you so much to the Silent Giants behind this episode of the Silent Giants podcast. This episode has been mixed by Mark Bird of NBM Studios, located in Astoria, Queens, NYC's number one recording studio for music, podcasting, and other audio recordings. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at NBM Studios NYC. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge, signing off till next time.